And uh, that Grand Cherokee Laredo, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. We joined, we're joined now by Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News, who is at one of these NFL owners meetings. Good for you, Michael. This is the one uh, you don't want to be an indie in all that cold and used to be like somehow connected to a shopping mall. Uh, I'm sure you've done that in the past. You want to be at the at the owners meetings where they're all relaxed and the weather is beautiful. But I'm I'm uh, very concerned, Michael, that uh, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys was left behind. Uh, no coach left behind. Well, Mike McCarthy, the only head coach in the NFL that did not get to go to the owners' meetings, was it, uh, Michael? What, were people just kind of almost uh, was it a humorous thing? What are what was kind of the buzz around there when uh, when when word started to spread that that the Cowboys' head coach was uh, was not going to be attending? I think there was probably a little bit of surprise that he chose not to attend just because this event is so widely attended by NFL head coaches, by general managers, by owners. It's really something of a convention, one of few on the NFL calendar where everyone is in one place. It's so scenic. It's a great place to bring the wife, to bring the kids. For some folks who, who do that, uh, it's quite common. Um, and so, yeah, this retreat here in Palm Beach at the Breakers Hotel, hard to hard to pass up on it. Uh, yet, Mike McCarthy <laughs> elected to do so. Um, I, th- I talked to I talked to one head coach uh, a couple nights ago, and I think I think he was envious uh, that McCarthy did that because this agenda, uh, particularly for this specific meeting, um, it's it's pretty light as it goes for NFL head coaches. There's not a whole lot here, and so I think a lot of guys might maybe were surprised that McCarthy was not here. But in the same breath. They probably thought, well, good for him. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys would rather be at a pro day. Um, they would rather kind of be teaming the grind toward the season. So um, I, I think it wasn't one of those things where everyone thought, oh, it's, a, it's some kind of joke that McCarthy's not, not there. I think they, they could somewhat appreciate uh, what his thinking was in, in just making that decision. Did you get to see Andy Reid in the flesh in one of his Tommy Bahamas shirt, Michael? That's always a... A thrill, uh, because he's a uh, he's actually a Los Angeles guy. Loves the coast. Loves being near the water. You wouldn't think that about Andy, but he is from uh, he is from that area. Uh, obviously, you are on a different coast. But uh, did did Andy look as relaxed as always? Yeah, that's a great question. I took a photo of every single NFL head coach in uh, they did like a, a group picture, and mm-hmm. you know it's unfortunate there was a. There was a the Packers head coach and this other head coach were standing right in front of him. But yeah, it looked like he got like a floral blue pattern. Ron Rivera was coming pretty strong with with the Hawaiian type shirt. Um, I unfortunately did not get the memo. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely uh, <laughs> the attire uh, reflects the, the the space here. I mean, it's ridiculously beautiful. I've made a point to send to my wife, whose birthday it is today. Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not able to be with her. Uh, I, I made sure – well, she was invited, and then she had a work conference in Las Vegas, and she had to leave. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I made sure not to send any single picture of the ocean or, or talk at all about the climate or anything else about how, how picturesque this all is. Yeah, you might take her uh, with the Cowboys in Oxnard and all of that. I think it might be about time if she had to miss the breakers. Uh, you probably ought to take her out <laughs> to training camp. Talking to Michael Gilkin from the Dallas Morning News. Michael, I was looking at your photos earlier today. We've got to clean that lens, by the way, a little bit. Jerry's looking just a tad bit know, hazy. Know, yeah. uh, but now, 
I mean, this is fascinating because he's just it, – it's rare for him to go any period of time without talking. He didn't go to the combine. This is the first time he's had a chance to uh, talk uh, since everything that's gone down. What First of all, what was his demeanor like? Was he somewhat upbeat? I mean, obviously losing his longtime admin, uh, administrative assistant, uh, Marilyn, and she was, uh, you know, basically uh, was family to the Joneses. Uh, he's been through a lot lately, um, and you could say some of it may be uh, uh, caused by him. Um, but what was the, what was it, what was he like? Uh, was he was he was he same old Jerry, or did he seem a little more reserved? I think overall, um, given the gravity of the topics that were discussed for the first fifteen or so minutes of his sit down with reporters, um, I thought, yeah, he was he was in pretty good spirits. Um, you mentioned the death of Marilyn Love, uh, his longtime assistant. I think the Cowboys are, are, are still reeling over, over that loss. Uh, her, her absence is, is felt. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the past 10 weeks, you know, between the playoff loss and between uh, some, you know, pretty heavy uh, circumstances coming to light um, in, in various respects. Uh, with with the death of Marilyn Love, it's it's been a lot. And I, I asked him uh, at one point, you know, just that very question, like how 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 are you how are you holding up, how are you doing, um, in light of that. I think we, as much as it's all about business, sometimes we forget to ask people, how are you, how are you doing. And his answer to that was, you know, let's, let's get, we're getting it all over with because once I, I turn eighty, once I turn eighty, which is a few months, you know, I, I just want to focus on other things. Um, and so uh, I think he had a, as good of an attitude as, as one could have, but there's no doubt it's been a difficult, difficult period uh, for the Jones family. And, and it, you know, it, you know, there's other things kind of coming up that it'll just kind of continue to be difficult, but uh, that's why uh, it, it's good to be with family. Uh, and that's certainly what they have uh, going for them uh, here in Palm Beach. And once they get back to Frisco, I I was surprised that he that he came so strong basically in Rich Dalrymple's defense. Now, you know they've been close for a long time. Rich has been around. Um, you know we can make our own assessments on maybe why this is like this. But for the allegations that are out there, and then Rich to to quickly and abruptly retire like he did, you would kind of expect Jerry to say, "I'm not going to comment on that." Not, hey, I, I hope. I can't wait to cross paths with Rich Dalrymple again. Um, I mean, it's just fascinating. After a $2.4 million settlement uh, with those cheerleaders, which the answer, and I've got your tweet right up here in front of me, was interesting. It was, quote, from Jerry, it was in the best interest of everyone with priorities, of course, the interest of the people involved, which is kind of a, a Jerry word salad kind of deal. Um, I, did you find that interesting that Jerry was so, um, I, almost kind of like longing for missing Rich Dalrymple, almost kind of like, well, I hope we get to work together again. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, yes and no. I think when I initially was sitting there at the table and he was being so rosy about Rich, um, in light of the allegations that have come to light which is worth noting rich himself has said um you know for what it's worth that you know he did not do um but nonetheless uh for for jerry to be so effusive yeah when i was sitting there did i think wow that's interesting
interesting, the tone that he's taking. Yeah, I did. But as I, you know, now I'm standing and we're talking and I'm thinking about it, I think it's important to consider the fact that these allegations happened, you know, several years ago, and Jerry knew about them then. And so he's had a long time to really process um, all of this situation. It wasn't like this is something that happened, you know, in January to him. Maybe to, to those of us who were unaware about what had happened, you know, years ago. But for, for Jerry, who was around when the lawsuit, you know, were, when, the, when the settlement occurred and when the initial accusations were made, um, and, and when, the, when the team did all of its work on it to decipher what exactly transpired, you know, he was there. And so his opinion of, of Rich is not shaken by things coming to light. Uh, these, you know, these aren't new events. So he's had a lot of time on it. And uh, I think the relationship there between Rich Dalrymple and Jerry Jones has never been questioned throughout this whole process. So um, I, I can empathize uh, with that part of it. Um, certainly. You know, as a reporter, was it surprising? Yes. But again, I, I think that the people part of it uh, for something that's not new to Jerry Jones, uh, his mm -hmm. comments were, were understandable in, in that lens. Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. What did you make of his comments? I thought uh, the Amari Cooper stuff was interesting. The uh, Randy Gregory. I mean, I again, this stuff is not going to be satisfying to Cowboys fans. Uh, Jerry has not lost his sense of humor. Um, I, I, it was just interesting how the Cowboys sort of worked to try to say on that Gregory thing, hey, we got this in all our contracts, except obviously Dak. Um, and yet Jerry, mm -hmm. if I'm reading that the right way, Michael, and you were there, Jerry's kind of basically saying, hey, I was on the phone with a guy. Like, Jerry's sort of not, I, I guess he's kind of saying, we, you know, it, we were in control of this thing. It's not maybe as egg on our face as much as it looks like. Because that was, honestly, of all the craziness that's happened this, from a football standpoint, that was a very embarrassing thing when it first happened for the Cowboys. What did you take away from Jerry on, his, on, on whatever he had to say about uh, Randy Gregory in that situation? Yeah, I think there, there's, there is a pretty clear parallel between his comments about Randy Gregory and his comments about Amari Cooper. And that is, if we wanted... Randy Gregory to be Dallas Cowboys, a Dallas Cowboy under those terms that Gregory was comfortable with, uh, but that would have been something of a new precedent for a non-quarterback contract with guaranteed money. If we wanted to break, you know, to establish a new precedent, and we wanted Randy Gregory to be there at that in that way, he'd still be here. It was a call that Jerry made. Likewise, Amari Cooper, they chose to trade him. If they weren't going to trade him, they were going to release him. But it wasn't like they lost him in free agency and they had a stronger contract and, you know, he chose to leave Dallas and they were really brokenhearted about it. No, they chose to trade Amari Cooper. Jerry made that call. And so um, I think this, this element of the team was in control. That there were no surprises. That was a phrase that he used. Uh, he really wanted to kind of establish that these moves that no doubt were pretty consequential and significant uh certainly on the Cowboys salary cap and no doubt their roster um were, were both moves that if the team had a real problem with it like a true true real problem with it uh, it could could it could have prevented that's what Jerry was pushing out today all right and Michael this uh, paternity 
suit that uh, ha, you know has come up. Another thing that that uh, has been on Jerry's plate in uh, uh, a suit filed by uh, Alexandra Davis, 25 year old woman who claims the Cowboys owner is her uh, biological father. Now I saw you and David tweeting about that. I mean that's a uh, that's a delicate one. Uh, all of this stuff is sort of delicate, but I mean, I, you know, hey, Jerry, what do you think about this paternity? I mean, that's a hard one to, and, and I guess Jerry's response to that one and just sort of reading what you guys were tweeting was just along the lines of, hey, that's that one's off limits. Like that's that's too personal yeah. for us to even get into. I'm just sort of wondering, again, I, I was kind of going back and forth on if I were in your shoes, if I would even bring it up. But then, then I'm sure your editors want you to because it's it's out there. Uh, it's been in your newspaper. That's a very tricky one to handle. And it just seems like Jerry on that front was like, guys, sorry, this is not anything I'm going to get into. Yeah, I think, first of all, like Jerry was well aware of um, you know that question very well was on the table. Like it could be asked. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't ask it. Um, I don't fault, I don't fault it was fault whoever whoever that did. Um, I didn't. I haven't done any reporting on the topic. Um, I didn't even tweet about it. I, I retweeted a colleague who did, um, which he was fine to because again, it's it's on the table and it's his first time discussing it publicly as a public figure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the person for the Dallas Morning News who who broke it, you know, it was the person who was leading that that coverage. It, it wasn't a Cowboys writer. Uh, it wasn't a Cowboys reporter. It wasn't one of one of one of us uh, because it's it's largely not a Cowboys story. I mean. It, obviously directly involves Jerry Jones, um, but it doesn't involve him. It involves him less as the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones. It involves him more uh, just as a, on a personal off the field entirely uh, basis. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a different story, you know, for all, for some of the off the field uh, stuff that over the years have, have kind of come up. Um, yeah. The, 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 this is, is very personal uh, in nature and isn't really a football story. So uh, it was asked it was briefly, and it was answered briefly. It was a very long uh, session that Jerry Jones had with, I believe, five Cowboys uh, reporters that were, who were there. Um, and, that, again, it just took a very, very small part of it, and I think that is appropriate and proportional uh, with that type of story that it is. Mm-hmm. Michael, once you've covered the Cowboys beat, you can really cover anything, all right? We could kind of send you into politics – whatever you want to do next because um, it's uh, it's never what you just said is just that's part of the beat is being ready for the unexpected and uh, and and you know covering Jerry is a lot of fun but there's also lately uh, some of this other stuff involved and, and it's uh, it's been tricky and weird and all of that stuff but uh, but it it never lacks for interest like it so it's uh, it, it's a great oh, yeah. beat to be on oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm having a real oh, blast. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, it's yeah, certainly that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I saw that fountain you took a picture of, the Breakers, uh, and uh, boy, I sure hope the morning news did go ahead, and uh, you know, hope they didn't try to get you to, you know, use your Marriott points or something down the street. You need to be Michael right there at the Breakers. It's very important to be stay on. On site, so do not let any of those editors tell you otherwise. Okay, that's how we used to do it back in the day. But I, I fear. <laughs> is it really? I, well, I, we tried. I, I've heard secondhand. I, I've heard secondhand that the rate per night is north of twenty five hundred dollars. 
and <laughs> that's just preposterous. Um, yeah, yeah. We... So uh, there's a I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with my Marriott uh, affiliated hotel, 15 minute drive away. I'm I'm just fine with that. Yeah, the the last one I remember was at Dana Point, California, and it was gorgeous. I've since been back there because uh, it just was it was so nice. But uh, but yeah, there was there was a reporter from the L.A. Times, um, and uh, T.J. Simers was his name, uh, famous old columnist, uh, and kind of a provocateur, so to speak, and and uh, liked to like to uh, uh, you know mix it up. And he got Goodell going, and he got all over Goodell for, like, what was going on with the economy in the country at the time and the fact that they were staying at the Regent, I think it was called, at Dana Point. And the, and the look of it to the rest of the country for them to be in this total opulence when the rest of the country is in trouble. And uh, so that was uh, – Simers was a lot of things, uh, but he was interesting. He did not lack, so that was up. But he went right at Roger on on where he was holding the uh, the. I think the NFL's back to feeling very comfortable uh, staying in the beautiful resorts and all that kind of thing. But at that point, it was kind of a tricky, interesting little deal. Well, Michael, um, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time. And uh, yes, you can tweet those photos, but I would not send those to your uh, to your to your lovely bride. Okay. <laughs> deal yeah believe me deal uh, <laughs> all right having me thanks, thanks so much yeah. thanks so much for this you bet you bet it's fun having you there he goes michael gelkin from the dallas morning news does a great job and uh has been all over this jerry stuff today and i was sitting there reading all his tweets earlier and i thought my gosh we need to get this guy on because he was right there with uh, jerry and uh, it was fun to uh to catch up with him okay